Welcome to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer, a full show of tips and practical strategies to repair, rebuild, and strengthen your relationship. If you are currently stuck, wondering if your marriage can be saved, or you know you want to save it, but don't know how to go about changing it, this show is for you. To book your free marriage strategy session with Nicola, get the free marriage ebook or donate. If you are enjoying the show and want to help keep it flowing, visit www.nicolabeer.com. So hi and welcome. I'm so excited today. We have a very special guest with us, a wedding celebrant who has been married twice and widowed twice and still believes in loving marriages and helping couples to really celebrate their day. She has done weddings in South Africa, Sri Lanka, Bahrain, Dubai. And for any of you listening there, we're going to be getting some really great, wonderful tips from her. Wonderful tips on how to keep marriages alive and fulfilling. Tips on how to blend step families when, when people marry into or one or both of you have children and really really special she also does renewing the wedding vows so if you're listening or thinking while well, we're working on our marriage and you're motivated to have an extra blessing renew your wedding vows and do it with a, an amazing celebrant then um, I highly highly recommend Teresa so Teresa introduce yourself please good morning Nicola thank you so much I am absolutely delighted to be with you this morning my name is Teresa de Toy I'm South African and I have been living in Dubai now for the past 11 years I love living here and I love what I do so what is it exactly that you do Nicola, I conduct wedding ceremonies as a wedding celebrant and of course also vow renewals as you mentioned earlier. I'm absolutely passionate about love and marriage and I've had two phenomenal marriages. So when I conduct ceremonies, I really want to impart to my couples words of love, life and wisdom that they can build truly strong, happy, fulfilling, ecstatically wonderful marriages. So that when they've been married 30 or 40 years down the line, when they look at each other, they still think, wow, you know, that's my sexy husband. Oh, look at my gorgeous wife. Because that's how I believe it should be. And I've had that. So it is there. Well, I'm going to definitely get into your tips and advice shortly. It sounds amazing to have that, that chemistry, that attraction that you just mentioned. Uh, but first of all, let's start at the beginning. How did you become a wedding celebrant? I'm really interested. How do people sort of fall into this line of work or manifest this line of work? Well, the funny thing was, Nicola, is that um, up until about, you know, just over three years ago, I wasn't even aware of the celebrant industry as such. What had happened is that I lost my second husband very unexpectedly um, in 2015. And I was absolutely devastated because we were extremely happily married. We were hoping for 20 years and then this happened suddenly out of the blue. He went quad biking with a friend early morning, died of a heart attack instantly in the desert and I got the dreaded phone call that caused my heart to shatter into a million pieces. I also knew that uh, yes, his, his health was compromised in a way, but I also knew that this wasn't God's plan because this is not his nature. 
but I knew that out of all of this heartache and sorrow, something good should come. So the, the year that I was grieving and the year that I took out to just grieve and get through all of this, I felt that I was like, a, I felt like a pregnant woman. I felt that I had so much on the inside of me that needed to get out there and I didn't know how was I going to do it. I didn't know what, you know, what platform will I get. And then it was towards the end of the year of mourning that a friend of mine, or just the following year, that a friend who was a wedding photographer here, she's a friend of mine daughter and she contacted me and she said listen I think you would make a fantastic wedding celebrant because you love marriage you love weddings you love love and you love public speaking but you have so much to share with uh, couples getting married and I think you would make a brilliant wedding celebrant so my first words to her were well what is a celebrant and then she told me and then I thought okay well look let me google this so I did, because where I come from in South Africa, and I think, it, you know, most places, it's always been the church. Couples get married in the church. Mm. So that was sort of the mindset is that you have the reverend or the priest or the pastor who does the ceremony. And the more I Googled and read about celebrant, the more it just resonated with me. And I knew, but this is it. This is absolutely me because it will give me the platform that I want. But what a wonderful opportunity to speak words of love and life and wisdom to couples on this amazing day. And I just knew this was just perfect for me. It just fitted mm. like a glove. I can totally see that. You've got so much passion, so much energy. Just the whole, your whole aura is about celebrating life. And, Absolutely. And so, yeah. I, I've wonderful. always, I've, my life motto has always been, we should celebrate life. And that mm. doesn't mean that you're always on a high. But when stuff happens, Let's work through that and then move on so that you can enjoy this amazing life. And so when I work with a couple that's getting married, it's wonderful to talk to them. And of course, the other thing, when you have a celebrant-led ceremony, you can create the most amazing ceremony, which you can't do in a church because the church is very formatted. Yeah. And then you normally have somebody who doesn't really know you. But having a celebrant, and what is very important for me is that when I meet the couple, I want, when I conduct the ceremony then, I want to feel, I want the audience to feel as if I've known this couple for donkey's years. I actually did a vow renewal for a couple. I got the call the day before to say, could you do a vow renewal tomorrow? And I said, yes. I contacted the, the guy and I said, send me an email and tell me about you too. And he sent a beautiful email. And as I read it, I just saw all these beautiful stepping stones that they had unknowingly built into their marriage relationship that caused them to have this beautiful marriage of 20 years that they are celebrating. And so when I was have, conducting the ceremony the next day, it was so easy. You know, Brilliant. so that is very, very important to me. I don't do that, dearly beloved. You know, we are mm. gathered here. No, um, it's all about them and Wonderful. celebrating their love and their story. So, um, what tips do you give to couples that are getting married that could perhaps help our audience who are looking to improve their relationship, mm. strengthen that connection? Um, I, I think it's very important. There's certain basic things which sometimes and most often nowadays gets neglected. Um, love is beautiful and I'm absolutely a believer in love. But love needs to be underpinned with a lot of other things. And some of the things that I always like to share with my couples is that it's really important to respect each other. So you respect each other in the way that you speak to one another and the way that you treat each other because if you can't respect each other, 
then you're eroding the foundation of your relationship. The other thing which I think is extremely important is to always speak the truth. Because, and I always say to the women, there is no such thing as a white lie. A lie is a lie is a lie, no matter what color you want to call it. But a lie is a lie. And the moment you start telling lies, you're eroding your marriage relationship at the speed of lightning. Because once trust is broken, and trust is broken when you start telling lies, when you don't speak the truth. Once trust is broken, it's very hard and it takes a lot of effort to gain that back again. The other thing which I think is extremely important is that the way you speak to each other, you know, let your words be words of love and light and encouragement because the world out there can be harsh and is harsh at times. And you want to know that when you get home that my loved one, my spouse, my darling is there for me and that's my hiding place, that's my safe space. And the way you speak to one another is extremely important because, and, and there's this beautiful saying that I like to mention them and I always compare it to a beautiful diamond ring. Choice words that are spoken are like apples of gold in settings of silver. So can you imagine a beautiful diamond ring with all these diamonds around it and you imagine that the words that you speak are like these beautiful diamonds in this great setting. And as you speak these, these words of love and life and encouragement, you're building up the other person. And of course, the other thing which is really important to remember is that there is so much creativity and it can be creating life or it can be creating death in the words that we speak. So if you say to somebody, your spouse, you know, don't be such a stupid idiot. What are you saying? You're actually speaking words of death. So I want them to be mindful of the words that they speak to one another because it's part of expressing your love to one another. And if you love your, your, your spouse, you want to speak words that are only uplifting and encouraging and supporting. And I always say to them, hey, listen, be each other's biggest fans. No one can admire you like your husband can and vice versa. And be each other's biggest fans. You know, say to each other, listen, man, I'm so proud of you. You did so great. And of course, another thing which I think is extremely important is to be a man or a woman of your word because that once again also builds a lot of trust yeah. so that if 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 your husband says to you my darling i will do that that you know that's a done deal mm, yeah. and vice versa so that when you say something to him that you will do it that he knows that's a done deal yeah. because that builds incredible trust and security and those are very important um foundations absolutely. foundation stones to build a strong beautiful marriage absolutely yeah um another lady that i um know calls it the the 24-hour foreplay that um you know <laughs> if people do things outside of the bedroom that are trustworthy if people say mm. i'm gonna fix this they fix mm. it i'll take care of this they do it mm. then it really rebuilds that safety and that trust that then makes Love making a whole lot better. Oh, absolutely. Like that, so. Because it's it's not just a matter of now you go into the bedroom, okay, let's have some, you know, intimate yes. time. No. Yeah. It is, you know, there's an there's a leading up throughout sure. the day all day. Um, and that I'm, communication that you mentioned, that dining yeah. is is a whole part of it. Sometimes people will come and they'll say, Look, can we help with the, the intimacy? And it's like, Well, you can't just segregate it. No. There has to be Part of the whole, mm. the whole thing. It is. It's all part of the whole thing. And in, in if you if you were to take all of those aspects, Nicola, what it really boils down to is that it's respecting, honouring, and loving. 
um, those things are extremely important because as you respect, as you honor, as you love, all of those things are like interwoven. Yeah, definitely. You can't separate them. Yeah. And, um, and love is a wonderful thing. You know, with love you can conquer anything. With love you can jump over the highest wall. And the other thing also, which I think is very, very, very important in any relationship is that we all know that life happens to us. Uh, in different ways, different manners. It can be big. Sometimes you might think the whole, the walls, whole lemon orchards, the lemons have been chucked at you. And what often happens is that when a couple hit the crisis or there's a major challenge, they pull apart. And each one's trying to work through, you know, the thing. And I, I don't believe that's the right thing. That is the time that you should actually come close together. And that's the time that you are extremely um, vulnerable and open with your nakedness in the sense that you can say things like, my darling, I am petrified. I don't know how we're going to get through this. Or, darling, I don't, I, I don't know how we're going to handle this. Uh, I'm afraid. I feel so anxious. Because... Everyone has got different weaknesses and strengths. And if you understand each other's strengths, that's when you, when, you, when you can draw on each other's strengths in the times of crisis. And that's when you also cover each other's weaknesses so that when you are in a crisis situation and you say, my darling, I don't know how to handle this. But your spouse then says, hey, that's okay. What about if we do this? Because then both of you feel safe and secure. The one who says... I don't know how to handle this, knows that the fact that he's, he or she is expressing, I don't know what to do, and the other one's saying, but what about this? So now you, your weakness is being covered with love, and your strength is being supported mm. with love. Lovely. And that is an incredibly important thing. And I think often men struggle with this because men are supposed to be the macho guy. But in a solid, happy, healthy marriage relationship, that's when you can say, you know, I don't know what to do. When Nick and I were married, he was an architect, he was in the construction industry, which we all know is like, it's fraught with drama from yeah. morning till night. And there were many days he'd come home from work and he'd say to me, I am petrified because of this is unfolding and I don't know how to handle this. Mm, yeah. And I'd say to him, okay, my darling, listen, let's sit down. Okay, let's just talk through this. Yeah. You know? It's having that, it's being able to talk about your work yes. and being literally listening yeah. to each other. And the one thing I really got, which I really love and... Mm -hmm. It's just the the words that you use about encouragement. This is what we're talking about, encouraging. Mm. Encouraging, mm. listening, that everything's going to be okay or that you can help them, you're there mm. for them. Just encouraging them to be yeah. the best version of themselves, yeah. encouraging them to, to handle whatever they're going to be handling. Mm. And, and just like we would with children, encourage children. It's yeah. like that, encouraging each other. And that's what I feel, even if whatever we're doing, having someone to, to be on your side, mm. to have your back. So, um, you also, you've been through bringing your family, your children mm. into a, a, another marriage and, and how was that experience and any sort of tips on that and how did your children react and was it challenging? And it was, listen, yeah, this is a very important thing because um, this can be um, a major challenge yeah. for, for couples when, yeah, two, absolutely. when two people get together and there's kids. Um, when, when my first husband died, the year after he died, I knew I wanted to get married again, married again because I love marriage. Definitely. I want to share my life with a man who I can love and adore and who is crazy about me. And so I then started praying, 
I, I love God. God is very much part of my life. So he's an integral part of my life. So I remember I would pray and say, I really, you know, the man that I have that, that, that's out there for me, uh, you know, he must be kind hearted. I spoke about what I wanted, his character. And then I said to the following, I said, I know he would have children because he would be my age. So he would have kids. And I would pray that his kids would love me, that he would love my kids as his own and that our kids would love each other and that my kids would love him. And lo and behold, it happened. And so Nick has two kids, um, they're both married. I have a, a married son with a grandson of, I think he's about 10 now, living in Canada. I met him the Monday before we got married on the Thursday. I met Nick's daughter um, in the November when she came out for her birthday, for his birthday, and we celebrated together, so I got to know her. Um, my, my daughter um, was very reluctant to meet Nick originally. Mm. And and how long had it had been since her father had died? Eight years. Eight years it had wow. already been eight years, you know, mm. and so I met I met Nick and the relationship just blossomed and I said to her, I want you to meet him. And she said, no, I don't want to meet him. I'm not ready. And then got to a point where I said to her, listen, you need to meet him because I love him. And how many years do you still need to recover from dad? I mean, dad's been gone for, for eight years now. And um, so she met Nick with a friend, you know, as the backup. And it was fantastic wow. and it just worked beautifully. But here's the thing is that when you're going to marry somebody who's got kids, both parties have got kids, you've got to understand, number one, the children are part of the package, no matter what the age. I was fortunate that um, our kids are all adults. So we didn't have the little ones staying in the house or anything like that. But that in itself could have caused a lot of stress as well because he had been married twice before and his his mental picture of marriage was marriage is crap. Wow. I don't want to get married again because when we met, we met through mutual friends. We had dinner and then he wanted to come and watch a video that I spoke about. We never got to watch that for four weeks because we just shared. And so we were sitting the, the Friday and I was, he was telling me about his life. And I said to him, so what are you looking for? And he said, listen, man, I have got so much love to give to a woman. But one thing I know for sure. And he moved forward on my couch and he put his hands in the air like this and he said, one thing I know for sure, I never, ever, ever want to get married again. Wow. And I looked at him and I said, look, I can understand that because you've had two failed marriages and they ended very bitter. And so your, your reference is marriage is rubbish. You're not going down that route because you don't want to have that same experience again. And he finally asked me, he said, so what are you looking for? And I said, look, I had a great marriage. 30 years, I loved him. And in fact, our love got deeper and deeper. And whenever I'd see him drive in the street in the town we lived, I would think, oh, that's my sexy guy going there. And, and I said to him, so I want marriage again. And he looked at me and he put his thumbs in the air and he said, good for you. Good for you. But that's not for me. Not for me. Wow. So you didn't walk out the door at that point and say, no, 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 we don't want the same thing or, you know. No, you know, but I, and also the thing was that I thought, well, at least it's a guy that I can go and have coffee with. Yeah. You know, instead of all my single girlfriends always. And so we, we built a friendship. And it was six weeks later, he came to me, said, listen, I was driving home last night from you. I stopped at the traffic light and I felt as if I was hit by a tsunami wave. And I realized I had fallen in love with you. You have sideswiped me. This is completely unexpected. I love you. I want to marry you. I want to make you happy. I want to spend the rest of my days with you. Wow, oh, it's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> it really is. That's absolutely beautiful. Wow. <laughs>
Great. And so we we did get married, and mm. we got married um, February 2015. And here's the beautiful thing: is that Nick's always said to me, none of the and his words were this: none of this bullshit of your kids and my kids. We have five children, and there's a grandson. Lovely. And he told Carter, my daughter, because the one day she came to visit us and she was very upset and she was crying and she was, you know, her concern was that she'd forgotten her dad's birthday and he's been gone now for 12 years at the time, or no, eight years, nine years at the time. And, and he stood up and he walked to her and he put his arms around her and he said to her, Carter, I have room in my heart for another princess. Oh, how lovely. And his daughter was his princess. He loved his daughter and he loved his son. But a father and a daughter thing. Yeah. And so what what transpired from that was that she would tell him all her secrets. Lovely. And he, he got on so well with my boys. And so the week of the wedding, my kids and his kids met each other. Oh, lovely. And it was phenomenal. It was absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. It was, I would be looking at all of us and my heart would sing and I'd look at this and say, this is exactly what I've been praying for. And they call each other but and sis and, you know, and when Nick died, they said, we're together, you know, we're a family. So uh, this sounds amazing and I can just imagine the the love and the energy that you would bring to to a couple either Mm. looking to to start their journey together if they're not married or to renew the vows after... Something has happened in the relationship. Sometimes mm. I've had couples that go and do that after there's been an affair or mm. anything else. So, um, could you just walk me through briefly how someone would contact you and what would be the process if if a couple are listening and they want to renew their vows, they want to have a a, a new celebration of their marriage. What would they do and how would they go about that? Okay, well, first of all, I love vow renewals, and I'm one of those that say, don't wait for the big numbers, you know. I did a vow renewal not so long ago for a couple who've been married only for one year. I've done a vow renewal for a couple who's been married 40 years. And when they were renewing their vows, they were both in tears. So um, what I, I love the fact that couples want to renew their vows. And even especially if it's after they've had a trauma that they had to work through and they've, they've covered all the bases and they really are well connected again. I would, you know, they would contact me via email or a phone call. And then we would, we would if they're here, we would sit and meet and talk. If they're not here, but they want to have the ceremony here, we would obviously uh, chat via email. And then once they get here a few days before the ceremony, I would meet with them and we would sit and we talk and we talk about the ceremony and you know what are the things that they want to bring into the ceremony you know what symbolic things do they want to bring in what do they want to maybe do something very specific to remind them of this massive milestone or this whole new fresh start and um, and then we, we, we so we conduct the ceremony or we talk about the ceremony how they want it because for me it is all about them it is all about them. Sure. So, so, so whether it's renewing their vows because they've gone through a crisis, they've had to re-establish the relationship, or whether it's just that we love each other and we just want to make this vow renewal again, whatever the reason. Lovely. It's and a celebration. Yeah, exactly. And so couples can do this in front of people and have sort of a big day, or maybe they could fly into Dubai, into South Africa, or wherever in the world, you would go over there yeah. and do the celebration. And could it be quite an intimate affair as well? Oh, absolutely. This is the beauty of it. Yeah, because um, it can be just the two of them. 
or it can be with a group of friends. Yeah. Um, I've done a vow renewal for just two people. I've done a vow renewal for a couple who had it with, they had invited their friends and they wanted the friends to be part of the celebration. So when it came to the vows, they had sent me some information that they said, okay, you need to read this out to the bunch of friends. And they've got to say, yeah, we promised this. And yeah, we promised that. And we promised this. So it became a very much a, a very um, integrated affair. So you can, we can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And you can fly me anywhere. I will be there because wow. I love love. Great. So, um, it's about time to, to wrap up now. So is there anything that you would like to offer our listeners or where can they get your information? Nicola, yes. Um, I have a website, um, www.theresadweddingcelebrant.com. And I'm going to put that with the audio recording. So for those of you listening, I'm going to list the URL in the show notes. Yes. And so there will be a, a page that you can click on and then you will be able to download some secret tips Wonderful. that I will be adding there just for you. Lovely. Well, I can't wait to go there and download that myself. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week ahead. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. To book your free marriage strategy session today, you can visit www.nicolabeer.com where you can also get the free marriage fixing ebook, request a topic for the show and make a donation if the show has been of benefit to you and you want to help keep it going. We wish you an amazing love-filled day ahead.